Welcome back to Sporting Goss with Peter Vlahos on this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, yesterday, we spoke to Bo Wardman, the coach of the Subiaco Footy Club, about their great come-from-behind victory over Claremont. And, of course, here at uh, SEM, we love broadcasting the WAFL and keeping our listeners right across it. And let's focus on the Frio Derby that transpired on the weekend. South Fremantle made it 12 consecutive derby wins over their crosstown rivals, uh, East Fremantle. They won by 61 points on Saturday afternoon at Fremantle Oval. Uh, a big win, a big result, and Todd Curley, the coach of the Bulldogs, joins us. Hi, Todd. Hey, Peter. How are you going? It's almost like the West Coast Eagles' dominance over Fremantle in the AFL, uh, South Fremantle's dominance over East Fremantle in the derbies. Yeah, look, we've had a pretty good record the last few years. There's no doubt about that. So, um, we, yeah, we were pretty pleased. I thought we played a, you know, a pretty good brand of footy and, and played, um, you know, the way we want to play, I guess, for, for most of the four quarters. So, we, yeah, we're pretty happy. With that win and uh, Claremont going down to Subiaco, as I mentioned, uh, it's given you a bit of a, uh, a bit of air now in second spot. What a game and a bit of percentage clear. Uh, well, it has for this week, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's obviously pretty tight between definitely the top four um, teams at the moment. Um, you know, CB are probably a, a game and a fair bit of percentage ahead. So, you know, with three games to go, it's, um, yeah, it could finish, you know, in all number of, um, you know, different, uh, different orders. So at the moment, we're second and at least, um, you know, it's all in our hands. So if we do our own business and get that in hand, then, you know, the ladder will take care of itself. So that's our plan at this stage. You must be still uh, heartened by the fact that there's still some decent players that didn't play on the weekend that are due to return, led by your captain, Dylan Main. So uh, you're only going to get stronger from a personnel point of view heading into the finals. Yeah, we hope so. Look, um, last year we were pretty lucky injury-wise. This year we haven't had a, a huge amount of injuries, but I guess it's mostly been to our experienced um, our experienced players. So, that, you know, they've all missed a bit. But the bonus of that, I guess, is, um, you know, most weeks we've had seven or six or seven, eight. Uh, I think against Subi, we probably had 10 guys with, with sort of nine games or less first-year players. So they've been able to get some uh, exposure to senior level. And, you know, some of them have delivered some fantastic, consistent footy. So, um, you know, we think that going forward, that will give us... Um, you know, some great depth and, and hopefully some, you know, some tough selection calls towards the back end of the year. And you look at players certainly to step up uh, at the end of this home and away season and get ready for the finals campaign. And that can be said for Brandon Donaldson, really. Uh, dominant four quarters, kicked five goals in the derby. Probably his best game of the season? Yeah, it has. Look, he's, um, he's been a great player for us in the last sort of three or four years. Um I guess probably this year he's actually got a bit more support around him with, you know, obviously Cody Ninette playing um, the whole year. Uh, Manny Kelly's been, um, you know, playing some great footy for us as a small forward as well and Benny Rioli when he was fit. So, um, you know, we think uh, with Jesse Motlops, obviously he got a, a couple of weeks at Aquinas that he's unavailable, but he's another one that comes in. And I think, you know, Dono's been able to get up the ground a bit and, and not just play as that small forward. It's a She's a pretty tough role down there. Um, you know, you chase and you tackle and you've always got someone, you know, sitting in your back pocket and he's been able to, you know, get up the ground and play a bit more on a wing and have a bit more freedom and I think he's enjoyed that.
Yeah, interesting when you look at South Fremantle, and it's got some, you've got some great midfielders, some name midfielders, but there's a couple that certainly, just looking at uh, the details of the weekend, that certainly stood up. Tom Bletcherton and George Wessels um, got plenty of the footy and helped uh, the Bulldogs in their big win over the Sharks at the weekend. Yeah, they did. And look, Tom obviously broke into the side last year and, and played in the Premiership, and he's played every game this year and, and really grown. So. Um, he's just sort of gone from that outside wingman um, to playing as an inside mid. Um, you know, great kid and, and going really well. And, you know, George Wessels, first-year player, back into the side on the weekend and, and really stepped up. So, you know, that gives us a bit more depth. Obviously, you know, everyone knows about Schleuth and, and Subin and, and Dragovic um, and these sort of guys that have been there for a while. But, you know, hopefully, you know, Tom and George and, you know, we've got a few other young mids that, have, that are coming through as well and hopefully they can, they can add to that depth and make us a little unpredictable. As we know, the season's going to be exp- extended a couple of weeks because of that lockdown we had, which uh, wiped out a whole round of WAFL action and now the grand final will be played a week after the AFL grand final. Are you comfortable with that? We don't have any choice, really, Pete. The way the, uh, the, way the world is today, um, you know, you just got to be flexible and, uh, I think, look, to be honest, I think last year and this year, well, last year certainly prepared us a lot better for it. But I think, um, you know, everyone's probably, um, you know, grown to be flexible and not so be so much in a, you know, a movable routine. And it, it doesn't seem to disrupt the players or coaches as much. You know, we just sort of continue on and do what we're told. So, yeah, it goes two weeks longer. It's not ideal, but, um, you know, we're pretty lucky in WA at the moment to be able to play you know, majority of our season, you know, I'd say there'd be a lot of other uh, competitions on the on the East Coast that would love to have the opportunity to play like we are. Yeah, interesting call. How much do you now have to manage players at this stage of the year? It's going to be a long season and you've got to manage players, you'd think, because a lot of players do have the little niggles that they play with. How do you handle that situation to make sure that you keep the players going until uh, the finish line? Oh, look, it's, it's always a balancing act, I think, you know, by extending the season, obviously, um, you know, this weekend's round is sort of split over two weeks, so everyone gets a bye, so that certainly will help. We've got the bye this week, so, you know, we'll train and um, train Wednesday, and then, you know, the players will have their own session to do over the weekend and, and get a chance to get away from the footy club for, you know, four or five days, and then um, they'll come back in Monday and prepare for next week, so... Um, you know, all clubs will get a buy towards the back half of the year. So, um, you know, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, because your next game when you come back after the buy is against West Perth. Uh, and to me, they've surprised me a bit. They've been very good uh, uh, during the course of the year. Not a lot of name players in the West Perth lineup. Uh, okay, you've got the Shane Nelsons and the Aaron Blacks and those sort of players, but they've been part and parcel of West Perth for years. They continue delivering West Perth, and this will be another good challenge for you. Yeah, it is. I think they're just a fantastic team um, and have been really for the last two years. So, um, you know, they, they just continue to get the job done and, and play for each other and they're always a huge challenge. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge for us up at Arena Joondalup, but, you know, it's one that obviously we, we need to take on and, um, you know, we need to win the game if, if we're going to uh, push for the back half of the year and, and be serious about our, our chances of you know, winning competition, you got to beat everyone. So um, it'd be a great challenge for us, though, because uh, as you say, they're they're ultra consistent and they always deliver. You know, always come well prepared and deliver. Um, very well coached, and um, it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be exciting. It should be a good game. 
I know you've worked in the AFL system. Just changing tack before I let you go, Todd. Last night we had the Eagles and Melbourne and the players had to leave around about, you know, five, ten-minute mark in the final term. We're off for half an hour. Then they came back and uh, the Eagles sort of did very well in the 15 minutes that remained and almost uh, caught up to Melbourne. How do you handle – firstly, have you ever seen that before? And secondly, how would the coaches have handled their players knowing that – it's early in the final term. They've been going for a while and then they've got to come off for about half an hour and then restart. How would you have handled it? Yeah, well, I mean, firstly, on has it happened before? I mean, my memory's not great. I, I seem to remember <laughs> it happened in a final, maybe Sydney and Frio, possibly. Mm-hmm. Going back maybe 10 years, I think they, they had some lightning over there during that game. But, you know, I think the Melbourne coaches wouldn't have enjoyed it too much. Um, you know, once they come off the ground, they they sort of were five and a half goals in front and not a lot um, to gain, I guess, from going back out other than winning the game. And I think, um, you know, the West coaches, West sort of the West Coast coaches would have loved the opportunity to, to get their players together and, you know, plan for that 15 minutes of, um, of frantic, how they were going to score to win. Um, yeah, because you know, being two down on the bench at the time, well, that had a couple of blokes injured. So I think it would have helped them to have that break. Yeah, because Melbourne would have gone in uh, with that uh, break thinking, well, we've got this game under control and they're probably more thinking about their next assignment. While the Eagles really had nothing to lose coming back for the final 15 minutes, did they really? Well, they they were all guns blazing to win um, and put all their effort into it. I think, you know, for the Melbourne guys, they were probably hoping that they didn't lose any guys injured and they got through and, yeah. and the result took care of itself. So, yeah, it was a different one, but, you know, I think with the the challenges over the last couple of years that have been thrown up, you know, it was just another one. And uh, I think the, the footy clubs, the players, the coaches have become, you know, very good at adapting it, <laughs> changed to, at the last minute. So yeah. um, I think they would have been much better placed to deal with it than they probably would have been two years ago. Yeah, it could be a big footy festival come the end of the season. Imagine if the AFL Grand Finals here at Optus and the following week the WAFL Grand Finals here at Optus be a real festival of footy here in Perth, Western Australia. And who knows, it, it may eventuate that way. Uh, Todd, thanks for your time. Uh, congratulations on certainly uh, what South Fremantle, under your tutelage, have done this season. And uh, enjoy the weekend off, and good luck for the remaining games of the season. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for your support of the comp, and, uh, yeah, any time. Good on you. Todd Curley joining us, the coach of South Fremantle here on Sporting Goss with Peter Vlahos. We'll take a break, come back with more after this.